Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Tom Wells here. Today is Friday, August the 31st, 2018, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, your first daily dose of happy for the day. And uh, I think you may have heard a little uh, tail end of our conversation before we started the show, um, just from a couple comments we made there, because I kind of turned it on before I muted everything here, Tom. So, <laughs> so people are kind of like wondering, like, okay, well, they, they just said they don't know what they're going to say. How are we supposed to listen to that? <laughs> Yeah. But, but it, it, hey, we actually do have a topic, believe it or not. It's a pretty good one, too. In fact, it's got us both really elevated. Like, this is going to be fun because <laughs> Tom came up with a topic today, and I was seeing some stuff on Facebook that was just like, I, I, my, my reaction to it was WTF. I, I have no idea what this one person was talking about. Her, her commentary was so disconnected that I can't make head or tail out of it and tom says well yeah that's where our topic is and i'm thinking great maybe you can explain this to me (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i can explain that whole thing that she said oh you can't oh darn that's what i was looking forward to (laughs) well but the bottom line of it but the bottom line of it i think is what is what this podcast is about okay so tell me so well it's um basically saying that that Everything that the universe is presenting to us every second, you could say, you know, okay, just in law of attraction terms, source is constantly presenting, orchestrating your life right now. So if you believe that, that's what I said in the, in the explanation I put in there. If you believe that source is orchestrating your life every second, then that means that everything that's coming up in your life is exactly what you need to have in that moment. It's exactly what is, you could say the perfect thing for you because it's, because you're this infinite source that is really who we really are is actually perfectly delivering to us exactly what is our, what we need for our most wonderful unfolding of our life. Now that might, that thing might show up as great envy, rage, jealousy, uh, sadness, um, a horrible pain in my stomach, uh, (laughs) a terrible head cold, whatever it is. It's like, can we look at it? And go, wow, this is what's happening. This is what's arising in my life. How can I embrace this and love it in such a way that I let this be okay as the very thing that is on my path that I need to fully accept and appreciate instead of running from it or otherwise denying it or otherwise making it wrong or otherwise hating it or otherwise struggling against it or fearing it, how can I look at it as, is this universe and my higher consciousness really truly connected to divine knowing, to divine wisdom, to divine love? And so therefore, can I embrace this thing? Okay. And so that's- Before you go any further, I just have one question. I want want to make sure I'm clarified on one point. Because yeah. um, your statement that, and we put this in as the description, if source is actually orchestrating each of our lives to inspire our highest potential in human form, dot 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 dot, dot okay. and then other stuff. Uh-huh. What I'm wondering is, within that context that, that you describe in that phrase, who's doing the initiating? Is it source that's initiating, or is it we who are initiating? Depends on who you call we, but I I believe that source and we and me are the same thing. Ultimately. Oh, okay. All right. Um, So everything that's showing up is my highest intention. Okay. In other words, it it's it's the way that I am 
you could say that if, like in the Course of Miracles, that it, I studied that for a while, and I have friends who have studied it extensively. And I don't know if you've ever looked into it or any of our listeners have. But it gave me a headache, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's basic premise. It, it, it's all, it's outdated in terms of trying to read that stuff for me. It's just ridiculous. I can't do it. But its basic message is beautiful, Which and there's a lot of people who interpret The Course of Miracles so that it's more understandable. And they they have whole businesses that run off interpreting the course of miracles for people. <laughs> and, uh, but it's basically saying one thing in my understanding is in every moment we could either be choosing love or fear. And so if we live from the sense that we're threatened by the things that are arising in our life, then we're in fear of them and we're, and we're reacting to them and we're getting angry about it and we're getting fearful about it or sad or otherwise having a, an emotional reaction or we can understand it's all because of love that everything is happening. So, you know, I really believe this is the bottom line of what Abraham is saying is that sources always orchestrating your life in the most wonderful way possible. It's to give you the most beautiful journey you could be having. But along that journey, you might be experiencing these negative, so-called negative emotions, these difficult emotions. And, so, so therefore, you say, how could this be what's for my best unfolding? And, but if you trust that every single thing that's happening every moment is in the expansion of your consciousness, then you learn to embrace those things. And then you find out what message they contain for you. What, what is the beauty within that thing somehow? So like I've, I've experienced this a lot of times. Like say I wake up at four, four in the morning and I have a terrible – I'm having this pain in my psoas on my right side, which I talk about all the time. But, <laughs> but say, and so what I've done so many times is I just, I, I put my hand on that and I put my focus on it and I feel into it. And, and as I do that, I, I very often lock into this place that is kind of like magical. It's where, where that thing begins to get to talk to me in a certain way. It tells me, what it needs. It tells me why it's there in a sense, because I can feel it. I can feel it begin to dissipate. I can feel it begin to shift and it might even move to another part of my body that then I begin to feel something in my shoulder and I put my hand up there and I start rubbing my shoulder and then that kind of moves into my neck and I start rubbing my neck. But in the whole process, what's happening is that the very emotion, whatever is behind that thing, it's, it's talking to me, it's moving through my body and it's, it's unfolding my greater health. It's unfolding my greater healing. And so it's basically just saying that the universe is intelligent and everything that's actually happening in our lives is for a divine unfolding. All right. Well, well, let, let me go back to, because uh, I, I think you're, you're expressing some really great stuff here. Um, but I still need to go back to uh, the a priori part, the part, you know, the assumptions that go into this. Uh, uh -huh. Because I, I think there's something really critical here that that needs to be addressed, and okay. that is, uh, I asked you about um, who's initiating. Is it, is it ourselves who are initiating, or is it um, source that's initiating? And your answer was essentially they're the same thing. Yeah. But then you spent the rest of of your beautiful, very beautiful description talking about how source was doing all these things for you, which suggests to me there's a very strong distinction between the two. So on the one hand, I have you saying. Um, 
really I and Source are the same. And on the other hand, you, the rest of it is all about how Source is doing all these things for you. So, so uh -huh. there's no distinction, and then there's a big distinction. And I want to know how they connect. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Well, I think, uh, first of all, take a big deep breath. Okay. <laughs> and, and relax, because because they of course they connect you know um because you know there's not, i'm like, not saying they don't connect by the way yeah I, yeah I, well, I, i'm just asking how you i'm asking for your understanding of how they connect yeah um it's sort of like asking the mind what only the heart knows maybe you know but i believe <laughs> that it can be talked about sure. I, I just right now when you ask me that question i'm going it's sort of like well how could they not connect you know so um, I'm wondering where you don't see a connection. No, um, no, I, I agree. They do connect. I'm asking about the nature of that connection. Right. I'm, right. I, 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 I agree that they connect. But but what I hear in the way that you you described is we start with they are identical, and then we, we go to one is feeding the other. Well, that's a distinction there. There's, there's a distinction. When you say one is feeding the other, you're distinguishing between the two. But we started by saying there's no distinction. And that's where I have trouble with what you're saying. I'm, I'm not. I'm not following you completely along that path. Okay. Well, that's interesting. It, it sounds like a. I mean, the, my gut level reaction, first reaction, is that that's a semantic question. Um, but, I don't think it is, though. That, I think this is actually a very critical question, and and the reason I say that is the same reason that I was reacting to what I saw on Facebook. I really do believe that there is. Oh, geez, I'm not sure how to describe this. There are there is a duality of mindset that goes on among people who explore this kind of thing. And and the mm -hmm. duality shifts depending on where it is that they're thinking about the, the topic of, of the law of attraction and deliberate creation and spirituality and how we all fit into that and so forth. And that mm -hmm. duality ends up tripping us up a lot of the time and, and leading us to conclusions that don't always work. Mm -hmm. So... For me, I want to, I want to make clearer understanding for myself of how the whole thing works, so that I can make fewer mistakes, so that I, so that I have a better picture of how the whole thing works, so that I'm working within it well. Does that make sense to you? Uh, sure. You're. I mean, what makes sense to me is that you're looking for peace of mind. You're looking for resolution. You're looking for ease. You're looking for a way to have a life that works. Yeah. Um, and I'm also, look, I'm also looking for understanding that works beyond on the one hand, we're all one on the other hand, one is feeding the other. Cause, cause the logical way of, of, of that presentation falls apart. It, 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 it like it, it, it starts with an assumption that con and then follows with evidence that contradicts the assumption. And I know deep, deep down, that there are no contradictions. Right. So I and want to resolve, what I, that's yeah. what I want to resolve. I want to resolve that apparent contradiction. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't, uh, I, I'm, I'm unable to follow your line of reasoning in the sense of, of giving you some kind of answer. I think <laughs> our, okay, well, I it's think fair. Our discussion, I think if our discussion, it'll open up perhaps if we pursue what this topic is today um, a little bit more maybe i could explain a little bit more how what i'm wanting to talk about okay. and you see if it if it at all okay. addresses what you're talking about okay um, sure. what what i'm trying to say is that that there's a way to basically go inside your heart and say well whatever's coming up in my life 
it's coming up for the right reason. Okay. And so therefore it's, it's sort of like saying love, like the course of miracles say that love will always take care of everything. If you can be in this place of love in this place of seeing through the eyes of love and that love of yourself is trusting the love of the universe is trusting your higher infinite self. It's trusting that something, you know how that old saying your, your, your heart knows best, you know, um, listen to your heart, Mm -hmm. trust, trust, you know, that if you, if you take this into your heart, it'll, your, your uh, confusion about it can dissolve your fear about it can dissolve your hatred can dissolve. Somehow the heart has the ability to dissipate every every emotional angst that you could ever have, you know, and that's, that's the premise of today's podcast, that that is the way life actually works. Um, and here's a, here's a little, uh, here's a little poem, you know, to, to sort of that talks about this. It says in every breath you take, love is always here throughout any personal encounter. Love is always here. No matter what comes together, or whatever is pulled apart in your life, love is always here. In your greatest moment of achievement, or even in your darkest hour of uncertainty, love is always here. Whether in the aftermath of tragedy or in the presence of your highest triumph, love is always here. When life is flowing, inspired, and harmonious, and even if it's frustrating, annoying, painful, or inconvenient, love is always here. When you feel alone or unsupported, love is always here. No matter what you understand and despite what you have yet to figure out, Love is always here. Despite your thoughts, regardless of what you choose or how you feel, love is always here. No matter what has been done to you or whatever you believe you've done to others, love is always here. Mm -hmm. So basically it's saying that love is always here. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, But that, that's sort of saying that source is orchestrating your life. Maybe that's, that's not the only way to interpret that, but I, I can understand that interpretation. Okay, well, that's the interpretation I'm presenting in this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> but basically, it's saying, it's saying that love is orchestrating. I love this. Give this me a break. <laughs> this is my daily dose. Okay. Of <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that, uh, you know, so that so that basically that you, if you if you believe that that there is a divine um, or I don't know if you can relate to the word divine, but that there is a infinite perspective that is, uh, there's a consciousness that's orchestrated in the universe that's got it figured out and that there is a divine geometry to everything. And so no matter what you're experiencing, if you can relax into that, if you can, if you can do like I did when I was experiencing this pain at 4am in the morning and I just put my hand on it and I just, relaxed into it and said, whatever this pain is, I can love, I can somehow take it into my heart. I can somehow love it. I can somehow, I can somehow focus on it and let, and it will dissipate because it's part of what the universe is orchestrating for me right now. It wouldn't be showing up if it wasn't exactly right now what I need to be feeling. So, you know, the fact that you go on Facebook and you read that woman's comments today that so much spent your sent your mind wheeling it's exactly what the universe delivered to you in that moment exactly what's perfect for you 
And well, I agree it, with that. I agree it's with your, that. Totally. It's your projection entirely. You created it entirely yes. for something for you to learn and know. And well, so well, perhaps more than that, I'm but yes, that but I agree that's every, part of it. So everything that's showing up is for that reason. And when we begin to relax into that, we it gives us a certain amazing freedom because we can we can somehow embrace it and say, I love myself no matter what's showing up in me. You know, I just fully embrace whatever's showing up and and let it guide you to the next thing because you're you're not fighting it. I guess it's sort of just the difference between struggling against something or turning the boat downstream and going with the flow of what the universe is delivering to us. Okay. So now that I said all that, what comes up for you? Because <laughs> <laughs> I can, I could go on and on and talk about that more. I'm sure you could. <laughs> no, I think there's a lot of valid uh, stuff in there. I think it's there's. I, I think what you presented actually makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I mentioned earlier. I think that it's not the only way to look at it. I think there are a lot of ways to look at it, and I think you know there, there are a lot of valid ways to look at it. Um, but I think that's a perfectly valid way of looking at stuff. Um, for me, I look at things a little bit differently because, hey, I have a different perspective, right? And and in my perspective, is there uh, – I'm going to go back to the, the, the a priorities, to, to the assumptions that go into this conversation we're having. Um, primary con uh, uh, concept that I hear you putting forward, and I hear a lot of people put it forward, is that there is a divine intelligence that is – guiding and directing and, and making stuff happen, orchestrating, I think is the word. Yeah, we call it source and law of attraction. Yeah, well, that's that's one way of looking at source. It's not the only way because it's not the way I see it. Um, oh. I'm not saying that there's no intelligence back there, but I don't see it as a single director. And the reason I don't see it as a single director is because I do believe in individuality. Mm -hmm. I think that they're, and I don't think there's any contradiction between the two. I do really believe that there can be both a larger uh, sort of a group, if you will, or, or uh, systemic intelligence. And there's also individual intelligence, just like with our bodies. I mean, how many people talk about the intelligence of ourselves? Uh -huh. And yet we also have our own individual unique intelligence as the person inhabiting the body. You know, so both are happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. Well, as long as that's the case, then it raises a question that I think often doesn't get addressed sufficiently. And that question is, well, if the smaller units, we'll call it that, the, if the smaller units are also intelligent, are they not also contributing to the larger intelligence? And I think mm -hmm. the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. So if, if that's the case, then I think it's too limiting to say, well, there is a larger intelligence that's directing everything because it that statement essentially ignores or, or kind of slides over the fact that that intelligence is coming I would say almost exclusively from all the little pieces. You see what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's like th there is a tendency f uh, that people have. They want that one intelligence to be there. And they want oh. that intelligence to be the thing that's guiding and driving everything. But they don't want to think about the fact that that intelligence exists and, and is effective largely because of all the little pieces that make it up. It's, mm -hmm. they, they just want the holistic part. They don't want the piece part. You see what I'm saying? Kind of. I, I don't, I don't, uh, well, how does that affect you then? Like in who you are and how you live your day? I, I think it just forms and shapes the way I understand myself. And, and that ties in, I, I mentioned there were two conversations I was having on Facebook. The other one was with a, a gentleman who was essentially arguing that you can either live for yourself 
or you can live for the benefit of others, but you can't do both. In other words, you cannot, um, you, and I'm, I'm probably phrasing his thinking in a way that he doesn't like, because I don't totally get his thinking. But essentially, he's saying you cannot work for the benefit of others and do so in a way that makes you happy within yourself. And yet he also agrees that happiness is within our control. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, well, that just doesn't even work. <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense. Because, I mean, the moment that you're doing something that makes yourself happy by helping somebody else, you are essentially inserting self into the equation in some way. I don't care how you, you justify it, but one way or another, there's self in there. Uh -huh. Okay? But he doesn't yeah. see it that way. He thinks that, that, that there is a pure distinction that on the one hand, you either are working for the benefit of others, or on the other hand, you're working for yourself, and ne'er the twain shall meet. You know, and, and so I'm, I'm yeah. trying to make sense out of his position, because I don't think his position makes any sense. And, uh -huh. I th and I see this as being part of a larger discussion that goes on, where people basically become dependent upon the idea of a larger intelligence guiding everything, which is fine in and of itself. But they do it to the, ex to the exclusion of the idea that there are individual pieces contributing to that intelligence. So are you saying, this is what I hear behind what you're saying, and maybe mm -hmm. I'm wrong, sure. that you're saying that it comes down to the fact are we are we simply um receiving constantly from this this um infinite source you could call it you know this thing that i call source mm -hmm. or are we co-creating with it is that yes. right yes yes exactly right right and so and so what is co-creating with it if if um if what we are is an infinite being because when we die, nothing changes. We just keep on going on and we've been doing this forever, which is impossible to understand. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, and we can never get it wrong. Um, and so, and so every single thing we're doing is constantly hand in hand. It's almost like we're holding hands with mm -hmm. this divine sure. thing that we call the all knowing infinite part of us. I mean, even Abraham's always saying, for example, the greater part of us is is this infinite source, the greater part of us. And so the part that's here in 3D that's acting out is here to have, apparently, to have the joy of playing with contrast. And sure. so we just love to play with frustration and sorrow and rage and grief and blood and guts and everything so that we can also play with joy and, and relief and finding resolution and, and, and being you know, ecstatic and dancing mm -hmm. and singing. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's all this giant smorgasbord of contrast that we're playing with, but it's, it's an infinite being that's playing with it all, you know? So, so the co-creator is, is the infinite being that you could say created it all. Well, it's not, it's not just, that's not the only infinite being though. What do you mean? I mean that all the individual pieces are also infinite beings. Okay, so you could say that that there's there's this one consciousness that's called me um, that's interacting with everything else. Correct. So, so there's some kind of consciousness, for example, in me that um, that is different than the consciousness in my psoas muscle, or different from the consciousness of the the um, how many of the a hundred trillion cells in me. That every every one of the hundred trillion cells has its own consciousness, and it's they're all aligning with source. And so 
It's similar and different. It's both at the same time. It, this is where our words kind of get a little bit mushy for us because we want to create distinctions and we want the distinctions to be clear. But the simple <laughs> fact is we are both simultaneously individual and part of the group. We are both. Right, right, right. right. And, and right. so when we say, well, well, it's different. Well, yes, it, it's different in the sense that we're individuals. It's the same in the sense that we're all part of the same group. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's where that's where we have to kind of, in my mind, keep our distinctions within a, a context. It, it, yes, it's good to think of things in terms of the distinctions, in terms of this is what the differences are. We just don't want to get to the point where we say that difference is exclusive. In what sense would it be exclusive? In, in the sense of one or the other. It's either the collective oh. or it's the individuals. Right, right, right. Yeah, I can't see that. Because it's always that, that's 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 the position a lot of people take though that that's what really that's why I'm so fascinated. I want to know why they, they take, take that. that position. I don't know. I, I that's why I'm looking at this so with such a, a, a high degree of interest. I want to understand why they're taking that position. Well, usually whatever you attract into your field of your morphic field into your holographic projection because you you're creating all those responses on Facebook. You're you're like if you believe that you're you know that everything is happening through your consciousness, then what is it you're trying to tell yourself? I have you know, no why idea. Are you asking that, that I, I, I agree that we attract all that. I, I don't agree that I always know why I'm attracting what I'm attracting. Oh, no, I know you don't. <laughs> <why you're> <laughs> so, and this is the case of that. I, I don't know. That's why I'm, that's oh, why right. I'm exploring this. I don't that's know. great. That's great. Yeah. And, and the answer, I'm sure, is there. Or you wouldn't create it. Probably. I mean, you know, you're doing it for fun, probably on some level. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. having fun playing this game. Exactly. But, yeah. It's, it, it's yeah. fascinating. Like, holy cow, where is that coming from? <laughs> mm -hmm. And you see, as you talk about the whole thing, to me, it doesn't even register as an issue that I can even wrap myself around mm. um, because uh, for some reason, I don't know why. I don't know. And maybe, maybe if we talked about it more, I would see it that way. But of course, I've had that happen with you before where sometimes after the podcast, we keep talking and I remember several weeks ago you were talking to me about something going on with my partner and I, it took me the entire, an entire hour of us talking together before I could even grok, you know, grasp what you were talking about. Mm. You know, it was sort of like you would say these things and I'd go, what's he saying? <laughs> and I'd, He's and, a crazy man. <laughs> no, but eventually it made total sense. Eventually it was really helpful. You know, and that's when I said, you're a really good coach. You know, I said, you're, you're actually like onto something that I can't even see. And and sometimes that's what happens in coaching or therapy or something. You know, the, the therapist can see something that the client can't, yeah. you know. No, for, sometimes for, vice versa. The client's trying to explain something to the therapist. The therapist can't see it, you know. That, that's why for me it always starts with, I mean, exactly what you're saying there. This is why it always starts with me with the idea of what is the relationship between the collective and the individual. That, mm -hmm. that, that starting point is how I, that, that's my perspective. That's how I start to understand what's going on. And About everything? You mean? Anything that I'm looking at, yeah. What's the, what, what's the relationship there? Just because I see the same kinds of patterns happen over and over again. Somebody either takes one side or the other, and then it leads to results that they can't make head or tail out of. And so they start casting blame or getting upset or whatever. But the point is, because they lose track of that connection, they lose track of, not even the connection, they lose track of the relationship between the individual and the larger whole. And, and what all the pieces are of that relationship, all the elements of that relationship, they lose some, some chunk of that. And when they lose that, 
it leads them to results that they don't like. And then they start casting aspersions and being upset and saying, oh, no, you're doing this, you're doing that, and blah, blah, why aren't we doing more of this? It just leads them to all this craziness. And and in terms of law of attraction and what projection is, you you know, the, the statement that I've recently been using is, so how are you that? How am I you know, which? The you thing mean? you're describing. In other words, the thing you're seeing out there in – in the marketplace, so to speak, that's coming to you mm-hmm. that you're seeing this powerful reef. And then you just describe what it is. The, the, the way that I believe we need to look at that stuff is say, how am I that? I, oh, I, I, oh that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. How am I that I am the person who with that understanding recognizes there are sometimes that I am forgetting one piece of it, or sometimes I'm forgetting another piece or a third piece. So, so for me, that orientation is my way of reminding myself if, if I'm struggling with something, if I'm trying to find a way to something, go back there and ask myself, where am I ignoring something that's important in that overall paradigm? Mm-hmm. That, that becomes like a starting point for me to figure out, you know, where, where, where am I, where am I going wrong? What's, what's, what's going, where, where's the, the craziness going? And mm-hmm. inevitably, um, that combined, and now with my most, not most recent, but my, one of my more recent, um, acquisitions, so to speak, is reconnecting with feeling, re- reconnecting with emotion. Well, that, that has really filled in a lot of gaps that, that I had before in terms of my understanding of how that relationship, it works between the individual units and the collective whole. As I, I and as I go along, I keep developing new ways to understand how that whole thing connects together. And whenever mm-hmm. I find myself in a place of of, of feeling bad, I can ev- I can inevitably see the part of it that I'm attached to, in a sense. But I also recognize there's another piece that's missing. What's that other piece? Because that other piece is informing why it is I'm in, in such a miserable place. Okay, so so you said you're getting more realization about emotion. Yeah. What is it that you're getting? That, uh, well, let's see. Uh, from the ten thousand foot view, it's that uh, emotion is a a major player in the whole picture. Um, it, for instance, it. Uh, I, I like the way Abraham describes it. That emotion is what happens when your physical being and your non physical being are in disagreement or out of alignment with each other the emotion and or even in alignment it's 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 whether or not there is is some degree of alignment and what that that uh some degree of alignment creates is the emotion am i saying that right i'm not sure if i'm saying that right or not well i mean i mean the way i understand what they say is that the emotions are our guidance system yeah so yeah but but but, but i'm being more specific than that i'm saying that the, the the emotions are created by the relative alignment or misalignment of the physical and non-physical being. Hmm. And, and, and that's where they actually come from. That to me is really useful. That's, that's very valuable, valuable information. On the one hand, it means, well, by corollary, we also know, not, well, it's not so much by corollary, it's a second uh, a priori. Um, we are taught that all of the non-physical side of that emotional equation is always focused on our highest good. So therefore, everything that we get, every message that we get, every alignment that we get, every misalignment that is slightly in alignment, you know, all that kind of stuff, every all the parts of the signal that come through, so to speak, from the non-physical to the physical can be trusted. Yes. 
And okay. that's the point of this podcast, right? Right. Well, that that and that's a great thing. That's a wonderful thing. So, and that's just one piece of what I've learned from uh, my relatively new understanding of emotion. But mm -hmm. it even goes beyond that. There's mm -hmm. also the fact that now I can understand why I have negative emotion. I, there's yeah. a misalignment going on there. Why is there a misalignment? Because there's something I'm focusing on in contrast that I don't like. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, now I can, now at least I know what, I, what I'm dealing with here. I, before I was like, it was like I was a blind man wandering in the universe, having no idea what was going on and all these terrible things were going on to me. Now I have an idea of why they're happening. Oh, okay. Well, it gives me a measure of control. I didn't know that I already had. So that's a good thing too. And I appreciate and understand that connection. Like I said, from my original uh, maybe not original, maybe it's the wrong word, from from my personal um, starting point for understanding how things work, and that is the relationship between the individual and the larger whole. Um, when I look at that relationship, I say to myself, it's very similar to the relationship between my physical and my non-physical. Some people would say it's the same thing. I'm, I'm not sure it's 100% the same, but certainly there's enough parallel there that I won't quibble about the distinction. And And the simple fact is, when I'm connected through my, um, from my physical being to my non-physical being and, and I'm in alignment, I'm getting, it's as if I'm connected to the whole. I mean, the connection is, is pure. It's, it's mm -hmm. true, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of ways we can look at that. A lot of people look at that as, well, this is the way that the larger whole is directing me. Okay, well, that's one way to look at. Another way to look at it is, this is how I am tapping in to the larger whole in order to do what I'm doing which isn't really, that's really me doing the directing, you know? And is there an important distinction there? Well, some people say yes, some people say no. To me, it's just different ways of looking at it. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I mean, it, it all sounds like, like thoughts and ways I've looked at things throughout the, you know, my um, journey here, especially with the law of attraction work. And I'm, you know, I'm finding that it's, <laughs> There's so many things about what's actually our, our role, you know, my role in my life, you know, like day by day, moment by moment. And, and it seems like I'm learning, at least my, my leading edge of learning is right now that I am, I am allowing myself to be receptive to the fact that I'm always being given the right thing at the right time in the right way. You know, that thing I said in the beginning, you know, yeah, we're, that, that, that's we're the trust a, factor I was talking about. That's we're that, on a journey. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. able to trust that information that's coming through. That's a good thing. And that's really, I don't, the way I'm looking at it, and I guess what I'm proposing in the, what this podcast was, that's all I need. In, in other words, if I know that, that the, um, that there's a, you could call it a divine intelligence, a, a source knowing that is orchestrating things. In other words, that, that everything's in my vortex, you know, that's, it's all in this beautiful place where it's, it's already all a done deal. Just because I even, I even had the slightest inkling that I wanted something, whether I mm -hmm. felt it or I thought it, it's created. And now, and now the universe is simply doing everything it can to give me you know, and the universe just doesn't make any mistakes. It, it it knows everything I need every single second, and therefore every single thing that's arising every second, all I have to do is really embrace it with with the love of my heart. You know, like this open armed embrace, and say whatever it is, 
even if it hurts like shit. I mean, I'm sorry. If it hurts really bad, <laughs> I'm, I'm embracing it. See, now I got to mark this as, as being explicit. You just turned this episode into explicit. <laughs> that one word. That one it. word, dude. It's just crazy. <laughs> That's not a bad word. It's normal. Okay. okay no, I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time. That's all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so much you, know, you have to be so careful about who you are. But, um, I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. But, I, but okay. It's, it's my train of thought is so friggin' simple at this particular moment in my life that I, I need, in other words, to have a way forward in my life that really is all encompassing of everything that arises in my life. So mm-hmm. no matter what shows up, I mean, if I get a flat tire later today or if I, you know, you know, look in the mirror and I think I'm too fat or whatever it is. It's like that's what's coming up for me, and it's all part of some perfectly orchestrated unfolding. You know, like there isn't any mistakes going on. And so, therefore, how do I live in a place where I become the catalyst or I become the most cooperative component? That's the thing Abraham's always saying. You know, are you the cooperative component with your own success, with your own unfolding, with everything unfolding in your life in the way you want it to, you know, because you're the co you're the key to the cooperation for it to happen. You're the co-creator. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like, how do I become that completely trusting co-creator? Well, I do it by trusting my, my infinite part of me that's orchestrating everything just to know that if I'm feeling a particular frustration this morning, that frustration is telling me something. And it's telling me one thing is that source doesn't see it that way, but it's also telling me, relax and and learn from this feeling what it's trying to tell you, mm-hmm, you know, sure, it's, yeah it's simply trying to tell you something about you know and and it doesn't i don't even have to have a story i don't even have to know what all it's trying to tell me and that's that's really key to me right now in my life because i feel like i'm dealing with emotions that have perhaps been unexpressed in me for most of my life you know i because i'm seeing a couple of therapists right now um you know and well coach and and i'm and i'm learning that it's it's all about my letting everything teach me you might say and letting it be whatever it is so that i can kind of move through it and no longer have a resistance about it you know how abraham's always saying the key to everything is to recognize the resistance that we're holding mm-hmm. so you know like for example i'm experiencing an allergy the last in the last week, especially this last three days. And I'm saying, what is it emotionally? Cause they, even when the, you study allergies, you find out that they, ha- that they, they, most medical things today are saying that they seem to have a very strong emotional component. Oh yeah. So, hugely. Yeah. So, yeah. Hugely. And so what is it that I'm, you know, or I eat a certain food and I get a really strong reaction. Well, what emotionally is causing that? I would like to know. And so, I'm I'm discovering that whatever's coming up, I can I can hold it in a place of love, take it into my heart, so to speak, or even sit with it, close my eyes, and and just say, I love you, my nose. What are you trying to tell me? You know? I love that. Dear That's loving, great. dear loving nose, dear loving sinuses. That's fabulous. What are you trying to tell me? You know, oh, I love you so much. You know. And, you sound like Abraham there for a moment. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, let, 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 let me read this little thing to you. Let's okay. Poem, and of course, if it gets to be too much, just say, okay, that's enough. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I'm sad, 
I deserve more love, not less love. When I'm angry, I deserve more love, not less. When mm-hmm. I'm frustrated, I deserve sure. more, not less. And it goes on and on. When yeah. I'm hurt, yeah. when I feel guilty, I deserve more love, not less. Absolutely. No matter what's ever happened in my life, no matter if it seems cruel and confusing. And so it's like, is that in indeed the entire Course in Miracles is based on that one idea that no matter what's happening, what you need is to embrace it and love it and allow it to show you the way back to source, the way to get realigned. And that's why it's showing up in your life. It's, it's every single thing, every second is showing up because it's going to show you how to get realigned one way or the other, but you got to, you got to be able to hold it, accept it and see what its message is for you instead of rejecting it, pushing it away, stuffing it or otherwise saying I'm screwed up. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, sure. Because I have this feeling instead say, okay, I have this feeling. How can I be the observer of it and just witness it and allow it to show me how to morph back into this relationship with source where I'm really feeling aligned. And, and not even to be in a hurry, but just mm-hmm. to let that thing kind of dissipate. Now, I got to admit, I've been working on that with my sinus conditions for for many years now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've dissipated so much of conditions I used to have that I don't really suffer with the sinus conditions, but they still, haven't complete, they still haven't completely dissipated. Now, is but you, it but you have made a lot of progress, and that's really the important thing. You know, well, I guess, yeah. I mean, it really I is. Acknowledge that. Be- because that, because that's you moving toward your goal. So you're, you're moving in the right, right. direction. You're, if, right. In, in the Mike Dooley analogy of driving from New York to Los Angeles using your GPS, you haven't turned north into Canada. You're still heading toward Los Angeles. So that's a good thing. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I guess that part of me that wants to get you know completely rid of the sinus condition says, why is this thing still lingering when I've been just letting it dissipate and letting it dissipate and letting it dissipate? Why? But that's when I say, well, there must be some deeper emotional thing in there that maybe happened when I was in my mother's womb. Maybe it happened at my birth. Maybe it happened when I was two years old before I had any cognition to even know what's going on. So maybe there's a deep, the deeper emotion there. And I just need to keep letting whatever's there show up so that I, I can embrace it, love it, and let it heal. Let it let it transform. You can call it healing or you can call it turning towards source, but it's like it all pretty much is the same thing. Yeah. So I mean, anyway, this is this is what's up for me now in my life and which is why well, I think I it's up that. for everybody. I mean, I know that I'm going yeah. through similar kinds of stuff. Um, uh-huh. uh, essentially, we, we, we come up against these resistances. This is really kind of what you're describing. We come up against these resistances, and then we say, okay, what are we going to do about these resistances? Now, I got a resistance <laughs> I just ran into. I got to yeah. have some way to deal with that. So I, I need to understand what why it is that I haven't uh, been able to get rid of it so far. I need to somehow go through it to you know kind of dis- dissipate it. I need to do something about this resistance. That That's what we do, and that's mm-hmm. what we deliberate creators run into regularly on a day-to-day basis. And there are a lot of strategies that we undertake to accomplish our goal of getting the resistance out of the way. The thing that I I always have in the back of my mind is somehow what we're really aiming to do is to stop paying attention to the resistance. That's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to say, you know what, I'm just not going to even be there anymore. And the moment that I'm no longer there is the moment that it goes away. That's really where we're trying to get to. But, But we still, because we are in some ways, you know, kind of, attached or even enslaved to what is we're so focused on we're so attached to it we're so wrapped up in it we can't find a way to let go of it we can't find a way to say oh i just don't want that anymore 
So we keep looking for ways to go through it, around it, touch it, play with it, you know, turn shapes. And, and a lot of these modalities do help us eventually to let go, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, and yet I'm constantly struck by the fact that, that if we could just find some way to simply just let go, it would be gone. Yeah, and I think that's, that's what I'm proposing today is that it, the way to do that perhaps is to, is to somehow go into the thing uh, that's that's coming up in yeah, a, in the, a more loving way. I mean, where we we accept the fact that that we can love it. You know, we say I can love this thing no matter what it is, and I'll hold it. You know, for a couple of minutes here in my consciousness, and 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 pour pour love towards it. I'll mm-hmm. say, yeah, you know, it's a valid way I to love, do it. I love myself for no matter what it is that's showing up. And I don't want to push any of this stuff away uh, because they're coming up to guide me back to source. So mm-hmm. let me take the full message of it. And, and in doing so, it, it does begin to dissipate. It does sure. begin to dissolve. And like you said, and pretty soon we don't even, we don't even notice that um, we, it's, it's not hurt. It's not hurting as much as it was. It's exactly. not bothering yeah. as much as it was. It reminds me, it reminds me of a scene from, uh, a book by Richard Bach. You ever read uh, Illusions by Richard Bach? Came out in the 1970s. No, but I read Jonathan Livingston Seagull. It yeah. changed my life. Yeah, <laughs> well, Illusions is kind of like the sequel to Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Okay. Yeah, I didn't read it. No. In, in that book, um, the, the, the basic story is that um, the author, the storyteller, um, Richard, his name in the book is Richard, <laughs> um, <laughs> meets up with a modern-day messiah. Except that yeah. he's kind of a reluctant messiah because he really doesn't want to be a full messiah. I mean, he's good at you know, doing <laughs> miracles and so forth, but you know, the crowds, he's just not really interested in all that. Just not interested. You know, so he ends up, uh, the, the two of them end up flying biplanes around the Midwest giving rides for $3 a ride. Oh, I think I can remember that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And, uh, of course, that fits in perfectly with Richard Bach because he was an avid pilot. He loved flying. You know? It was really big for him. That was part of the reason he wrote Jonathan Livingston Seagull in the first place, because it was about flying. Oh, maybe that's where I read about the flying. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. But anyway, um, among the many discussions that they have, uh, the, uh, uh, the Messiah character, his name is Donald Shimoda. And mm-hmm. Donald um, is constantly performing miracles. Like, for instance, they land their planes, and uh, Richard goes over and wipes the bugs that have died off of the windshield. And Donald goes over, just raises his hand, and all the bugs come to life and fly away. <laughs> <laughs> and Richard's like looking at this, like, "What the hell did you just do?" <laughs> well, uh, at, at, at one point early on in the book, Donald is trying to teach Richard how to do the miracles. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so Richard says, "Well, okay, teach me how to make a, a make that cloud go away." And, and Donald says, "Which cloud?" And Richard says, see that really big black one up there? And Donald turns to him and says, but do you hate me or something? <laughs> you have to pick like the biggest, darkest, blackest cloud to make it go away? Okay, fine. So, <laughs> all right, well, why don't you try to do it first? And No, 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 you got to show me how to do it. Okay, so which cloud is it? And Richard looks up, and there's this big gaping hole where the black cloud was. He goes, <laughs> yikes, what just happened? Mm-hmm. And Donald says, no, you, you, you're making too big of a deal out of this thing. You're making it much, much bigger than it is. It, you're treating it as if it were something that were so big that that you just got to find some way around it. When all you have to do is just let just let go of it. Very LOA-ish, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a little bit later on, Richard decides, okay, well, I'm willing to try it. Let's try. Let, let's try. Uh, you know, let me see if I can do it. Show me how to do it. And Donald says, okay, well, 
pick that one little cloud over there, that little white one, not, not that real big one over there. Pick that one little cloud. Just make that go away, okay? Mm-hmm. Richard says, okay. So he's, he's basically firing all his fireballs at it, and he's doing all the things he knows how to do, and the cloud just doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And Donald says, no, 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 you're making a big deal out of it. Don't make a big deal out of it. You know, <laughs> calm down, relax, get into that, yeah. you know, just let it happen. Yeah. And finally, very slowly, that cloud shrinks a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then finally, it goes away. <laughs> and Donald's reaction is, wow, you were so attached to that crowd, cloud and it still went away for you anyway. That's amazing. <laughs> that's what i hear when i hear what you described or even what i I do the same thing of like i'm making progress you know i'm making progress in terms of i i I have made all this great progress in terms of getting rid of my allergy and yet it's still there Hmm. we're still so attached to the allergy despite Hmm. all the progress we made now is the progress good absolutely the progress is wonderful we're pointing in the right direction we're moving the right way and yet Hmm. we're asking ourselves well damn it the the allergy hasn't gone away and right there we're attached again right and then it and then it flares up (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) that's always when it flares up for me is like i mean we're comical we're comical beings start focusing on it yeah yeah well you know there's this this we've coming from old paradigm of believing that there is this incredible um, difficulty, you know, there's this incredible darkness. And so we, we think that the things that are, you know, dis-ease are a big deal and they're, and they, um, they can't dissipate that quickly or that easily. You know, we've, we've sort of never had a paradigm where we're like the guy who can just think of changing the clouds or creating the bugs, bringing the bugs back to life is just, natural thing you know it's just really easy it's nothing about it you know you just do it and uh you've met i've met people like that you Mm -hmm. know they just they bring about results in their life say with money or with something you know relationship health and they do it just so casually exactly yeah of course you know of course i i just made a million dollars you know and it's easy to make a million dollars and uh but when when we're on the other side of it and we're attached to, oh, we got to make that million dollars, and we can't make the million dollars. We get frustrated. And then, oh, geez, when is this going to go away? When am I going to get better? And all that kind of thing. And the, other, the person who actually earned it said, I, I just earned it. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> well, you know, this guy just showed up, and he gave me this opportunity. Yeah, all right. <laughs> this contract, and it turned out that's exactly what I do. And, and it just turned out that he needed, you know, 200 of them, and it turned into a million dollars. And, and the rest of us are saying, what? <laughs> Yeah. And I've, I've seen that in my life. I've, I'm sure we all have, you know, I've, I've in my old uh, book business, college textbook business, I would go out and, and so many of the days when I was feeling really easy and lighthearted and having a ton of fun talking with professors and things. And I would just, I would just coast through the day. And at the end of the day, I made, you know, 1500 and a couple thousand dollars and it'd be, yeah, that was easy. You know, nothing to that. <laughs> I just go on to the next day, you know, and it would be like, you know, and, but I can remember in so many early days in that business, how I struggled so hard to make $300, you know, and by the time the business ended, it was every day I made $1,500 and I didn't even try. I just, you know, I mean, I had to show up, but, but it just sort of, it just became part of my nature to, to know that I was going to make that. And uh, so, 
how that happens. You know, it's pretty amazing because now I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing in my coaching business. This doesn't flow as easily. And I'm curious as to, you know, why, well, why doesn't it flow as easily? Like it's sort of just having, well, I think because in the coaching business, I have to have faith in me as opposed to faith in, you know, the, the books showing up and, and, you know, just making the right connection. Now it's like having total faith that, that I am the source of my income. Um, but it's really no different. Mm. It's just, it's just some kind of things happen inside of us, I guess, inside of me that I don't understand how, how it happens. You know, how, how does, how do I let go when I need to let go? How do I allow the resistance to dissipate in some situations that it seems difficult to let it dissipate? I think it's part of what we're trying to learn. That's, that's part of what we're trying trying to do in this lifetime and in, in perhaps all of our lifetimes. We're trying to master how do we let go when it seems like there's no way to do it. And and Mike Dooley likes to point out to us, well, the how isn't up to us, which is really yeah. mind-bending. You know, the first time you hear that one, what do you mean the how is not up to us? Right. But nevertheless, the how is not up to us. The same thing Abraham says. Yeah, pretty much. You know, but that, But yeah. it's, it's a disturbing message. Well, okay, if the how isn't up to us, then what am I supposed to do? <laughs> it's a liberating message, though. It is. Way, ultimately, it is, yes. That's what this podcast is trying to say today. I'm trying to say in this topic, like, you can take everything into your heart and simply surround it with love, embrace it with love, no matter what arises in your life, embrace it with love, and everything will work out for you. Mm -hmm. It'll, it might not happen overnight, instantly or something, but you continue to do that. You develop that habit. It's sort of like um, the same thing Abraham says of just pointing your boat downstream. You know, you just continue no matter what. You just you set the oars down. You quit trying. And you, you know, there is no, like Yoda said, there is no try. There's only do. Mm -hmm. So all there is is you just constantly you're letting go. Constantly you're letting go. And that's what Abraham's constantly saying. That's your only job is to completely let go to your well-being. You know, it's through your receptivity. It's like, how receptive can you be? And it's sort of like this cosmic joke in a way. It's like, you mean the whole it thing is, is really, just, yes. the whole thing is going to work? <laughs> the whole thing just works? Yeah. I mean, so even in spite of all my frustration and my anger and my fear, everything's just always working out. And that, that thing is showing up exactly on my doorstep because it's exactly what I need in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I think I created it and I've been stuck here for 10 years. Yeah. It's exactly what you need today is exactly that thing. So so just go with the flow and embrace it with love and everything is going to be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all going to work out. You know, it's just your attitude to the whole thing. Yeah. You know, the universe is designed to in a perfectly choreographed way and it's always unfolding. You, you're tapping into the same energy that's keeping the planet spinning. You know, it's, it's the same energy that, that creates a baby in the womb. You know, you're, you're completely tapping into that every second. And all you got to do is just trust as much as you did when you were in the womb. Did you try to make any of that happen? No, you just were taken care of totally for all those nine months. And it's no different when you're out here in this realm, you're being totally taken care of, but you just don't think so. It reminds me of a line from uh, a Robert Heinlein novel. Heinlein was somebody I really liked reading a lot. Yeah, I used to read him. Did you read Heinlein? Um, well, remember? just a few of his things. Oh, okay. Well, there, there was one particular character, Lazarus Wong, who showed up in a number of, his, of the, the books. And at the end of this one book, Time Enough for Love, um, he ends up 
as a time traveler and ends up getting killed in World War One. Now he was like from the future, but he ends up getting killed in World War One. Uh-huh. And the next scene is him interacting with the divine source, and the and, and he he's asking all these questions and and expressing all these frustrations, and the divine source says to him, "Ah, oh, so you checkmated yourself again, did you?" <laughs> <laughs> That's right, checkmated yourself. That's exactly where it's at. Is that what it is? I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's what you're doing with these Facebook things. It's like you're you're putting yourself into a checkmate where you have to then acknowledge what is the message I'm giving myself. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying, checkmating trying, yourself. Trying to, trying to get a sense Show of yourself something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what yet, but I'll figure that one out eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, you know, what you create in your, you know, other things we're doing in our life in our business situations, our relationship situations. I mean, I've got to, a very unusual thing going on in my relationship situation. And yet I feel like, well, I created this for exactly for something that is exactly the perfect time, perfect thing I need to learn. I don't get it yet. I don't like it. But <laughs> this is where I ask myself, what on earth was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. Or what on else was I feeling or feeling? You know, yeah. Right. Everything's in response to a vibration, you know, and if we're confused about what's showing up in our life, well, there's some vibration that's in there, and it might come from a time you don't even remember. Right, but yeah. It's there, you know, that's actually and, a little bit disturbing, too, realizing that it could come from a time I don't even remember. And it's like, yeah. well, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> well, that's when you just love what you love. What's yeah, pretty much. That's about all you, you have left at that point. Yeah. And, let it, and let it then just uh, dissipate because you just surround it with love. You surround it with acceptance. You know, love is sort of appreciation and acceptance. You're whatever it is you go, well, somehow I got to appreciate and accept this fact that I've been trying to lose weight for, you know, five years and I still look the same as I did five years ago. You know, it's like, well, and curious, <laughs> somehow that's and, exactly what I'm creating for some perfectly divine reason. And curiously and, enough, that often becomes the way to just let go. Yeah. Cause you just go, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I I don't want us to let go just yet because we got about two minutes left, and I always want to get our last messages in for the show. Um, if you are enjoying the show, and I know that Tom and I have been enjoying it a lot, we hope you are too. If you're still listening, you probably are. Um, we want you to take a moment to just post that fact. You know, go to your favorite Facebook if you like, <laughs> go to Twitter, go to Instagram, go to LinkedIn, go to wherever you like to do your posting, and just say, "Hey, I've been listening to LOAToday.net." Say whatever you like about, it, but just include that phrase LOAToday.net because it helps pass the word. More people find out about who you don't even know about just because you post it. So please help spread the word about it so that more and more people can get their daily dose of happy. If you're not yet a subscriber, hey, great opportunity. Take the opportunity to do it right now. Go to LOAToday.net and then the instructions on how to subscribe are right there. Just follow those instructions. And then you can too get all this, all these wonderful episodes coming to your smartphone every day to listen to whenever you want to. And Tom, sometimes it's just not enough to listen to a podcast. Sometimes you got to talk to somebody. If you're a life coach, how do they how do they reach out to you if they need to talk to somebody? If anybody wants to talk to me, they can call, go to my website, youarejoy, y-o-u-a-r-e-j-o-y.com, and sign up for a free half hour of coaching with me. In which case, we can we can we go over something that's is up for you, and and I'll talk to you about about how we could work on that thing together. If you can decide if you want to do some coaching with me, sounds great. Well, Tom, this has been excellent. This has been one of our livelier conversations. I'm, I'm wired. I'm so excited. So this has been good. I can't oh, wait good. to, I can't wait to do it again next Monday with you. 
Yeah, maybe we'll be on a similar topic. I seem to be sort of stuck on this love thing. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun with it, and we hope that you'll uh-huh. join us next time as well here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Mm-hmm.